When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You've told me to help facilitate this goal of yours, so it is my obligation and my duty to say to you, get off the freaking couch, put the chips down and go work out. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Relationship Theory. I am here with the most lovely and talented, amazing human being on the face of the planet, Lisa Bilyeu. What up? And today, we're gonna be talking all about how to point out your partner's deepest flaws. Let's get into it. All right, so the question is, how do I make my partner realize some of his deeper shortcomings? Some things are not extremely obvious to him, but visible to others. Wow, that is, uh, that's not easy. So I think the first thing that people need to do is they need to get on the same page about the importance of trust because you can give somebody loving, but difficult feedback when there's buy-in that that kind of thing is important. And so if there was something that I really wanted to tell you that I hadn't done, that's the problem. It's like this situation has been exacerbated by not setting that in the beginning. So I get that most people watching this will already be in that position. So we will address that. But I just want to say, hey, everybody, like if you can, right from the jump, you want to establish one of the most important things in any relationship is trust. And there's no way to have trust if you don't know where the other person actually stands, which means you have to covet hearing the hard things. And ironically, it's almost always harder to say the hard things than it is to hear it because you know how you're going to make the other person feel and, oh, God, you don't want to do it because you don't want to hurt them. So step one is you're going to need to introduce the idea of trust to your relationship, candor to your relationship. And so I would beg that from you of me. And so step one would be, hey, I really think that trust is critically important in a relationship. I was watching this show, Relationship Theory, and they talked about how you really can't get forward momentum going in your relationship unless you have two things, trust and the candor that trust is born out of. And so- And the sign off that you can be like that with somebody, because someone may be, oh, I don't want you to tell me. God, you're opening up a whole can of worms. But you have to get the person to sign off, right? No, you a thousand percent. I'm saying we could do a whole episode <laughs> on what do you do if the other person is like, nah, that sounds like it would suck. I don't want to do that. Because there is no relationship at that point by my estimation. So, yeah, that's interesting to do that episode. But, okay, so for now, let's assume that they're like, word, yes, <laughs> let's do that. So they bring it up, say they want to introduce this idea. It really is real, so this isn't, even though there is, you have this desire pushing all of this that you also want to give them feedback. 
if you can totally shift your mind into whatever it is that they're blind to, I know I'm blind to something as well. And I want to, I legitimately want to find that thing that I'm blind to. And so by opening it that way, by really moving into that space with that in mind, not just like waiting for your turn to like blast them with whatever that thing is that you think they're mm -hmm. blind, like you really have to come into it saying, okay, I'm blind to something, I know that. I'm gonna introduce this idea of trust and candor and like we're actually gonna bond to this, it's gonna be a little rocky, but on the other side of this is knowing when they compliment you or whatever that you can really believe it because they were willing to say the hard things. So that would be step one. Then I would really shift into, I wanna hear my thing. I would bring that out of them in a moment where we feel really connected. I'm feeling emotionally defenseless, right? I don't have my backup as the Brits would say. Um, I'm receptive. I feel loved and safe and connected. And then I would say, you know, I would love like feedback on that. Now, the way that you and I have done it historically is we ask kind of fun questions. Like one question that we've asked each other is, what is something that I don't do anymore that you wish I did? Which would be a good first step mm. towards introducing the next question, which is what is something I do that you wish I would stop? Yeah, and that's the thing. You have to get their buy-in to having the discussion because they, otherwise they'll feel attacked. And then also the buy-in that they want to hear the truth for themselves, right? So it's like me and you. I've told you exactly. In fact, one of the most controversial things that me and you, I guess, have ever said was when I basically turned, I said to you on one of these episodes, where I was like, yeah, if you told me that your goal and your dream was to get big arms, and you really wanted it and you coveted it and it was something that really excited and you turned to me and you're like, babe, babe, I want encouragement. And then I see you Netflix and chilling, eating popcorn and not going to the gym, I would call you on it. And I would say, hey, you've told me this is what you want. You've told me to help facilitate this goal of yours. So it is my obligation and my duty to say to you, get off the freaking couch, put the chips down and go work out because you've told me that's what you wanted. All right, now. You would never do that. But there is something that you would do that would get that same result. Do you actually know what you, because I know exactly what moment you would wait for, and then you would introduce that idea to tremendous effect. Maybe I'd wait, oh God, and I'm so curious actually to oh see God, if you, this so is what you're well thinking of. Oh my God. Let's so, yeah, for me, it would be um, shit, what was the question? So the way you laid it out, yeah. you're saying, I see you say you want big arms. I see you there oh, chilling, okay. yep, Netflix yep, and chilling, yep. and I'm going to call you out yep, and say yep, you yep. need to get your ass off the couch. So I, you're right. I would wait for you to complain that you weren't getting to your results. Is that what you You are a fucking genius. So <laughs> there, there is no doubt that is exactly yeah, what you you're do right. because that's what you do. It's genius. <laughs> it's genius because if... If I were, let's say I'd had a really gnarly day and I just you're needed right. time to chill, you would never throw shade at me no, right. for relaxing. You're right. But if I started complaining, yeah, you're right. you would be like, I love you more than anything in the world. And if you want small arms, you get your small arms. <laughs> but don't waste time complaining when you know exactly what you need to do to go get those arms. Yeah. And mm. one, you would tell me, look, I love you, big arms, small arms, it doesn't matter. The one thing I can't deal with though is you complaining about something that you control yeah. as if you don't control mm -hmm. it. And then I'd be like, man, what a bitch. <laughs> but she's right. And then you go work out. And there's no one left to complain to. Mm. And 
I actually get why, if you said it the way that you just said it now, I don't remember, but if you said it like that, I get why people would be like, that's terrible. Because in that moment, that really would be, I think, it would be upsetting, it would cause a lot of friction, which is why you have never once ever done that to me in the 20 years that we've been together. You're right, and I guess that, that was almost the point that I missed in the thing, is that I would, yeah, if you then complain, I would then say to you, but it's that, that, it's that, tr I'm glad you brought that up because it is the activation part of it, of how do you make someone not feel badly, and that's the thing, it's like, I wouldn't want you to feel badly, but the second you complain, 100%, and, but vice versa, you would do that 1,000% to okay. me too, with, if I complain, you'd be like, yeah, it's your fault. So what do you mean it's my fault? Well, it's like, look, you say you want this, look at how your actions, what your actions did, and look where it got you. you and of course, for the record, we would, one, people need to understand, in a relationship, it's a bit like a bank. You cannot make a withdrawal unless you've made deposits. Mm. So right. the gazillion times that you have supported me over the years, cheered me on, when I felt bad mm. about myself for something that you lifted me up and elevated me and reminded me I could become anything I want and it's just about knowing what you need to do, but I love you, you know, whatever's gonna make you happy, right? Just I, that message over and over and over and over and over and over in our relationship. So you hold me to a standard, which I appreciate, but of course we've agreed that we want each other to hold each other to a standard. And then you look for that moment where I complain versus catching me doing something that maybe I feel a little guilty about, but it's like a joyful, I needed this moment, whatever. You never hit me there, you only hit me when I complain. That's super important. And then the way that you would present it, you wouldn't be like, well, it just is what it is. You'd be like, look, I get it. I, the number of things I've had to deal with that seem unfair, or it's like, why does it have to be this hard, or why doesn't it come easy? I totally understand. But you know, to get what you want, you have to like push, and that's the thing I love about you, when you set a goal, like you really go after it. That's the exact words you would use. Yeah, and actually in reverse as well, the thing that you say to me, which actually I'm just realizing, is you say like, look, I don't freaking care. Like, I don't judge you for it, but don't be blind to, the results so it's like whether it's working out or whatever it's like you know yeah you really don't care and you you would say that to me but it's like you've told me this is what you want so i am giving you feedback based on what you've told me so actually i want to go back to this question because she i, I say she um this person says how do i make my partner realize some of his deeper shortcomings some things are not extremely obvious to him but visible to others so i think that the question is why does she feel the need to say it out loud is it because she's embarrassed by some of his shortcomings? Is it that she feels really bad or they feel really bad because other people are talking about his, that person's shortcomings but not in front of them? Like actually kind of going down why she feels the need to do it. Is it that she cares about him so much and they're saying that they want something she sees, they're actually getting in their own way. But understanding that because going back to exactly what you just said at the beginning where it comes to trust, when you tell me something that's a shortcoming, I trust you that you're saying it for my own good. But we've had to build that. So kind of going back to, and I actually do that with myself, like with you, if, if I'm about to like say something, it's like, huh, is this actually for him or is this for me? Is this something that really annoys me and I'm kind of pretending it's really for you? Um, or is it really for you? And I think kind of making sure that you're very aware of your own um, agenda and not in a bad way. It's like we all have an agenda, you know, and we sometimes don't necessarily think about it. So kind of really defining what her agenda is and why. Yeah, the number of times I wish that these questions were being asked live so we can like see how it's said, pick up on the cues. Uh, that would be amazing.
because then you can really figure out like is she just embarrassed is she got she doesn't realize so this is what happens a lot of times where people mistake their sort of natural leanings for the way things ought to be mm. and you know take someone like you who is very um, tidy and to you it is self-evidently the way the world ought to be and to me I'm like that's so inefficient to spend the amount of time cleaning that you spend cleaning is is criminal neglect against your potential and it is self-evident to me that you know the world should be that way and once you realize no 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 there's just what makes somebody feel good or relaxed you know and they need it their way it's a value systems question and so realizing oh just because this is my value and it feels so important to me does not mean that it is objectively real mm -hmm.